G'day, g'day, g'day. How are you? So, Delish and I have moved to Australia. We are trying to adapt the natural national lingo. Doing our best. Yeah. I've, I've only been here two weeks, so I'm still getting there. I mean, I've only been here a month. Uh, <laughs> so, we're both pretty fresh off the boat. So, um, I guess, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, actually. So, Delish actually surprised me in Australia. Um, apparently, everyone in Auckland, all of my friends, all of our friends knew that he was coming. And somehow, he managed to keep it from me. For, what was that, a month? From, like, Close late to December till yeah. I left in late January. And so, yeah, he managed to just surprise me at my door. I hosted some boys around to watch the UFC. Had a Sanya beat Whitaker. It was great. And I hear a Dave, knock on the David door. David won his multi bit as well. I won my multi. And I never win multis. <laughs> I actually felt so good after that. I need to cash out, by the way. It's 50 <laughs> bucks. So, Dan knocked on the door, our other Kiwi friend. And... I went to open it thinking, oh, it's Dan. And it was not Dan, it was Delish. And I was thinking, like, I had an actual jaw drop moment because my brain was just trying to process what I was seeing in front of me. I thought he was in New Zealand for the indefinite yeah. next few weeks, at least. And there he was. So, yeah, we've both moved to Sydney, Australia. And, yeah, I mean, it's been a hectic month, right? It's been a crazy month for both of us. Um but yeah, not only did I have to plan a trip over, but I had to try to keep it from one of my closest friends. I, on, I honestly <laughs> don't know how you really did it. really interesting. I don't know how you did it. But um, so, shout out to all of the people that I told and didn't snitch out to David. See, in, that's what I'm surprised about. How it's always someone leaks something by mistake. And Dan almost did. Yeah. But he covered his tracks. I didn't notice. And I'm just impressed that so many people kept one big secret that was cool i mean it, it definitely helped that david's mind was preoccupied with his own move for most of that time and the bureaucracy that this country has was moving <laughs> yeah. um so it's been a big big month settling in delish is still settling in luckily he's just he's had the luxury of moving into his girlfriend's flat yeah. i've had to like set myself up so it's been a big mission going to ikea and, for the first time and being unemployed for the past couple of weeks has definitely helped yeah, you've, you've just been living a little holiday. I've, I've just been chilling. It's been good. So we haven't had time to do the podcast, unfortunately. But even, even though it sounds like I've had a lot of time. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I haven't. I've been working some um, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. nights. And so it's been tough. But fear not, we are back. We're better than ever. We've got some big plans. We want to level up the podcast. We want to grow the podcast. For the last few months, I think our goal has just been to get into a regular rhythm, get it going. We haven't really focused on marketing. In fact, I don't think either of us have posted about no, our podcast. We've, we've, we've been super slack and there's there's been a lot going on in the background for both of us. Mm. Moves, etc. Just end of year stuff. David's just finished off his honours. Yeah, got an A plus by Congrats. the way. Ooh, well done. Well thank done. you, thank you. Um, I quit my job, applied for a new one <laughs> from David, moved countries. So there's <laughs> been a lot going on. But yes, um, we our goal for last year, for the like second half of last year, was just be more consistent, get into a rhythm, prove to ourselves and prove to you guys who listen and thank you for listening. Um, just that we can put out content. And we proved that to ourselves and now we're ready to just build on that. Um, and yeah, yeah, really take this to the next level, which is super exciting. I'm super pumped. Mm. So we've been talking about a website for a while. We finally want to do that. Um, now we both have our weekends free, which is great. So we can actually hack away at that. We, we want to build can, a dashboard. We can both now joke about cryptocurrency and um, meme coins. And now we're actually going to be the developers in the background who actually do things. Not <laughs> cryptocurrencies and meme coins. No, no, no not, not in terms of cryptos, but in terms of like 
actually getting stuff done and putting putting things out there for people to interact with. Yeah, because um, a big thing for us, we love our statistics. That's kind of the reason we started the podcast a little bit is we talked about football a lot. We, we like the stats and we thought um, there was a gap that no one really talks about that enough. You talk, People talk about it in the fantasy context, but a lot of people don't talk about it in the um, actual game context. Mm. Um, besides your big... Um, your big podcasts like your Sky Sports and everything. Yeah. And so we'd love to bring that dashboard to life and have it so anyone can interact with us and view these stats, which are available online. But unless you know how to program... All the data's there. All the data's there. It's just, it needs to be in a friendly format. So hopefully we can get that website up. We can get this podcast going regularly again. Um, we're going to book out a time, same time every week. And we're going to record it. And it's that simple because now Easy we both have full-time work, normal schedules, not exactly. a university, no one knows what I'm doing schedule. So <laughs> got an assignment due the next morning schedule. Yeah. So it's going to be regular, which is great. And I think we just want to start a bit of a community. So get our social media presence up, get more interactions with the podcast. And so I guess we'll just be, gr- we've got till the end of the season to kind of figure yeah. that stuff out and get it happening. And then we've got a nice break. And we can start for the next start of next season. We've got six months to get this going really big. And it is a super exciting time for us to be getting back into this, given just, yeah, the time of the season that we're at. Liverpool's mm. got a cup final on uh, Monday morning. No one asked. <laughs> <laughs> how would you? How do you actually manage to slip that into this part of the I podcast? was talking about how exciting this time of the season is. Like oh, my got, God. We've got Champions League football. No, nah, I won't go down there. But... <laughs> Even in terms of the Premier League, it's it's starting to get super tasty, both at the top of the table, at the bottom of the table, and we've got some great storylines, which we're going to talk to you about in this episode a little bit. Yeah, and did you say it's getting tasty? It's funny you say that, because for our listeners, that was actually Delicious' nickname on his gap year. Oh, Everyone called go. him Tasty. <laughs> I think it came from Delicious, Delicious, uh, right? Brief background, so yeah, I went... Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I did a top deck tour. Um, everyone kind of finds out what my name is. The adjective that is most closely correlated to my name, delish, is delicious. I wasn't having any of this on <laughs> this particular trip, and I asked them to come up with a new nickname. And a friend of mine who actually lives in Sydney caught up with him last weekend. Oh no way! Great times. He came up with the name Tasty, so that was my nickname for a month on this top deck tour and it kind of stuck for the rest of the year so there nice. you go i was trying to keep that under wraps but now i guess it's it's on the internet so there you e- go everyone now knows <laughs> <laughs> because everyone listens to our podcast <laughs> but yeah so that's a bit about us uh we're loving sydney we're loving australia although the weather's absolutely trash this week i think there's some kind of tropical thunderstorm i i was trying to think about the last time that i actually saw sunshine Oh, because it was raining in Auckland before you moved as well, wasn't it? Oh, no. Like, I had sunshine the first few days, but oh. since it started raining here, yeah. it's been it's overcast. It's been like a week straight of rain, yeah. and next week's all rain as well. So, um, not exactly the summer we wanted, but <laughs> we'll be getting back to the beach when we can, because the beaches here are absolutely stunning. Um, yeah, so we should we kick into it? Absolutely. Okay, so to kick things off, we're going to be doing a bit of an uh, overview for the last month. Yeah, so we've been kind of slack and very well, slack. Very, very a slack. Lot, a lot has happened <laughs> in the Premier League, but not a lot has happened for Arsenal, as David just reminded me. So since since we played Man City, I'm pretty sure, and I'm just gonna double check this one second. Since we played Man City, we play we got our match versus Tottenham postponed. We played Burnley late Jan. Whoop de doo. We've played Wolves twice <laughs> in like three weeks. Twice in two weeks. 
and we played Brentford. So we've had four games. Yeah. Which isn't that much. Um, so Let's I think I struggled to follow as much because my team just wasn't playing that much. We also had Chelsea's game postponed. Yeah, I think it's it's been a weird time because there's been so much football being played, but not a lot of it Premier League football. Like there's just been a lot of international. Uh, international. We had the international break as well. And there was also just cup competitions. You've got European competitions going on. So I've always felt like there's a lot of football going on. But when you actually look at Premier League fixtures, I'm surprised at how little has kind of gone on. Mm. There have been a few, well, one, <laughs> one very one. key development. What's that? In the past couple of days. Oh, God, what is it? In terms of Liverpool, Liverpool oh my God. and the title race. And <sighs> Go on. I'd just like to say Harry Kane... I love you. <laughs> so that that has to be, and I I'm I'm kind of sad that I didn't watch this game live, um, where Spurs pulled off the absolute miracle of beating Manchester City at the Etihad, I believe, right? Uh, yes, it was. Spurs were playing away. The legends, the legends that are Spurs. Okay, careful how much you compliment Spurs because we don't oh, have a I problem, was, I, but we're gonna have a problem. I was, I was about to diss them. <laughs> Congratulations, gonna, the bottlers, the bottlers that are Spurs, they haven't bottled this one. <laughs> And just thank you. You've you've made the title race very interesting for the remaining. I don't even know how many games are remaining. The remaining twelve games of the season. It's going to be very tasty. Let's just see how interesting that is. So, Liverpool and City have both played twenty six games, mm-hmm. so they've got twelve left. Yep. And City's only three points ahead. So they you're one win behind City right now. Yep. So at the moment, the way it plays out is. The winning the title is completely in our hands at this point in time because we play City, I think, at the beginning of April. And so assuming we win the rest of our games, which would include beating City, we would then be on equal points as them going into the finishing the season. And we're currently, after absolutely thrashing, Leeds 6-0, which is very satisfying to watch. We're four goals ahead of them in goal difference. So... In terms of us and winning the league, if we win the rest of our matches and have a decent-ish goal difference I've at the end news. of it. So, obviously, yes, you play Manchester City, and that's a that's, that's that, a key title-deciding game. Yeah, but that's the good news for us, is that it's theoretically in our hands. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, but... So, here's the issue. City have a pretty easy fixture list to the rest of the season, yeah, besides you guys. Yeah. You have to play Arsenal, you have to play Manchester United, and you have to play Tottenham. Now, and they're each all of those away, games... Right? Uh, no, you're playing... No, Tottenham and United are at home for you. But oh. here's the thing. You guys, on paper, on each of those games individually, I back you to win. But if all three of them, I can't see you getting three, nine points from three games against all those three. You're gonna, there's going to be a draw in there. There's going to be something. And yeah. so those three games are going to be crucial. And I just, don't, I just don't see you beating City. I mean, <laughs> you, so you literally just like sighed and you had a sad face. So uh, no, no. Well, this tells me is, that you really think you can. We definitely can. Like if there's, you can, but will you? If there's, I don't think you will. If there's three or four teams that on their day can beat City in the Premier League, we're top of that list, right? Like I, I, I would put, top, I would put Arsenal. In that because of how you guys performed against them okay, earlier fair, on fair, the fair, season, fair. right? Like there are four, three to four teams in the league at the moment who, if they play amazingly on their day, they can come away from a game against City with a win. 
and we definitely have that. The thing is, thing is, every single time we play City over the past four or five years, like the Klopp Pep era, it's always just come down to moments. Mm. Like even if we beat City three one, it'll be because they missed three or four chances, which on any other day they probably would have scored. And and it's just it's just small moments like that and. I know this because I've watched all of these games and I remember these moments, but it it just comes down to whoever's going to take their chances on the day. Yeah, look, uh, obviously that that's that's how football works. Like we're in a game, but of, especially between these two like highly high caliber teams. 100 percent. Like, when when I watched you guys play them earlier this season, that was the, some of the best football I've watched in a couple of years. Like the quality mm. of football in that game was outstanding in Manchester City versus Liverpool. Um, it was played at Anfield. Mm. And yeah, I, I look. Do I think you can win? Yes, I just think you've got a much tougher route, route road. I didn't. I was kind of trying to say both words there. <laughs> I think you've got a much tougher road to the trophy than City definitely, do, definitely. especially given you're already one game behind in terms of points. So it's going to be tough. Could you do it? Yes. Do I think you will? If I'm dead honest, no. I think you're coming second. Um, but we'll get to the predictions soon yeah, for the rest yeah. of the season. Um. And and I'll be honest, last thing I'll say about it is I'm hopeful. I'm glad, like I say, I'm glad that it's now in our hands. But I, I do kind of tend to side with you in that with all the competitions that we're still in, with the amount of football we still have to play in the season, it will take a Herculean effort for mm. us to win the rest of our Premier League matches. Yeah. And to be honest, we've, we've kind of lost the spark that we had a couple of seasons ago where we just pull out wins from the bottom of our asses and like i have i have no idea how we won those games but we did devok origi it was it was devok origi we had devok origi we had andy robertson scoring winners a couple of (laughs) years ago it was was nuts yeah but fun fact though about liverpool right now you've got the top three scorers and the top three assisters in the premier league i'm so happy so top three scorers are salah jota and money salah's on 19 it's mad yeah and um, top three assisters are Trent, I think, Robbo. And Salah. And Salah. Yeah. Yeah. So that's outrageous. Um, mm, Salah just overtook Didier Drogba as um, the African with the most goal contributions uh, yeah. in the Premier League. I, that's, that's a big achievement. It's nuts. He, oh, d- yeah. he did it in like 60 fewer games as well. Mad. Yeah, I still think. I mean, I've, I'm not going to start this round again, but like Salah's massively underappreciated in the Premier League. We we need to pay him the money he wants. Honestly, just cough it up. Although the problem is, it could be an Alba effect. If you just give them the big contract, they might start underperforming because they've locked that in. <sighs> I actually read an article on LinkedIn about this. Um, they did a little bit of an analysis on like other players who've who that's happened to, and it seems like lately it's been very common that as soon as big players sign big money long-term contracts, their performance actually dips See, right See, the thing afterwards. is, I don't think it'd be a long-term contract. Like two years, maybe? Yeah, it'd be two or three years. Because both yeah. sides would acknowledge that he's getting on in age, even though I think he's going to be a Milner type. This man <laughs> is going to be, honestly, the way he looks after himself, No, this man is going to be performing no. into mid-30s. No. Uh, mid-30s, yeah. I see it. Not, not, not late-30s. <laughs> Maybe not late thirties. Milner's just but, um, an absolute beast, but yeah, he's worth the money. Yeah, but anyway, that's more than enough about Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> so I actually want to bring up two controversial things that have happened in the Premier League. So firstly, what do I start with? Okay, Mason Greenwood. Now, if you haven't seen by now in the news, I don't know where your head is, but Mason Greenwood was 
convicted, I think, no, charged. Charged. Charged and Nothing's of, been proven yet. Nothing's been proven. But, like, he's been charged with sexually abusing his... Girlfriend. Girlfriend at the time. And Man United dealt with it very swiftly. He was removed from the team. Yeah. I think a lot of the players unfollowed him on Twitter, like... Very quickly Exiled, exiled Very quickly very Exiled quickly. from this team yeah. I have to say I was quite impressed With how that situation Was handled mm-hmm. But um, Obviously like It's very important That Things wait till we finish the trial To Jump the gun yeah, And everything not Innocent until proven guilty Yeah of course But I'm not that What the guy did If true That is shocking it's incriminating um, And I have to say like I'm shocked that Someone with such a bright Career prospect ahead of them Could go ahead And ruin it like that And what I see is like I'm seeing it in a lot more of these young footballers. I think the 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 ego is just getting to them. Um, mm. Phil Foden they also had a bit of trouble with him during the Euros. Was, yeah, I was about to bring that up. It's sort of that that group of players mm. have had disciplinary issues with the national team in the past, and it was it was Greenwood and Foden getting up to being a nuisance on international duty. I'm pretty sure what they did is they called to to Swedish girls over to their apartment during COVID so that they weren't allowed to be seeing any. Right. And they were in breach else. of the COVID protocols. Yeah. That was yeah. It. They're not taking that seriously. Um, but essentially Greenwood, I mean, look, the thing, look, let's be real. There's no coming back from this. No. Like vi- what was it? Video was released. I'm pretty sure. Um, was it video? Was or audio? It was the audio. Audio. Sorry. Yeah. Audio was released. Even if, even if he doesn't get convicted at a trial, which I'd be very surprised by. There's no coming back from All this. sponsorships are down the toilet. Sponsorships are down the toilet. Teammates don't want to play with you. Yeah. Probably no one else in the Premier League wants to play with you. Mm-hmm. So this guy's thrown away his career. And you know what that means? It means that Bukayo Saka is now the undisputed best between the two of them. So I'm... Well, I mean, <laughs> so as, just looking at the positive here, a, a, Bukayo Saka is now... There's no debate. Who's better? Greenwood or Saka? is better. 100% Saka is now the better one. As a human being. Both. <laughs> As a football player too. Because I, I would also give Because I'm pretty player. sure to be a good football player, you have to be able to play football. <laughs> so, Facts. Facts. So, um, uh, that, that's, a, that's a nice little um, outcome of this. But um, yeah, that was you pretty know, controversial news. That was all over the headlines. And last, the second thing... Last mm, thing I'll add is yeah. I'm actually even more disappointed given... The influences that he has around him in the Manchester United dressing room, hundred percent. Like given Rashford, Christian. Well, Rashford primarily, mm. and Cristiano's just coming to the club. Like, yeah. Do you want any more of a role model? To Honestly, have between you? the two of them, yeah. you've got probably one of the best role models in a senior player, and role models in a junior player in Rashford. And, and he's probably and like you can imagine how close he is to Rashford. Yeah, the I, I think of they would influence been... Rashford would have on him, and then he goes mm. and does something like that. Yeah, what Rashford's our age? He'd be twenty four now. Um, it's gone OBE. Yeah, so Rashford, I have hu- I hate Man United, but I have huge respect for Rashford because this guy, he actually puts his money where his mouth is. He launched that program to get affordable lunches or free lunches for kids mm-hmm. who couldn't afford in schools mm-hmm. in the UK. That's how he got his what's an OBE. Yeah, yeah, um, his honor, and he genuinely is like a stand up guy. He there's no controversy with Rashford. He's always putting the good side of himself out there for the public, and he's trying to do good for society. And that's what a footballer should be. So I I, th- I agree. I think it's pretty shocking that, it, especially with those two role models, yeah. you're now doing stuff like this. Um, and even out of context, that sh- that's not okay. Like what he did. And so yeah, forgetting just, forgetting the fact that he's a footballer and everything like that. Yeah. 
But anyway, the other piece of controversial news from the last month, Kurt Zuma. So this is another video that was released. Kurt Zuma, you can see this one online. It is, I think it's pretty shocking as someone who loves animals, especially cats. He basically punted his pet cat across the room. Um, Now... I don't even know what to say, but like... I'm, yeah, I'm speechless. The, what I am, again, proud of is that as soon as this video came out, sponsorships dropped, he lost all his major sponsors, and the fans were against him. The fans were saying, look, we know he's uh, one of our best players, but like, he can't be Just playing. Just don't condone it. But here's what's interesting. David Moyes still played him the next game he started him, and he was asked after the game, why did you play Kurt Zuma, especially with what's going on? Like, do you not see something wrong with that? And I have to say, I respect his reply. He said, it's not my job to decide who's playing for the team. I'm the coach. I get given the list of players that are available for selection, and I choose the best players for this team sheet. The club controls the side of things. The club is dealing with that matter separately. If they tell me that he's not available for selection, he's not available. But it's not for me to be deciding that. And so he drew a very clear line between his role as the team coach and the club's role to decide which players are playing for the club. And I do respect it. I think I think that is right. It's it shouldn't it's not his job to be deciding that. It is the club. And I'm not actually sure. Has Kurt Zuma been playing? Uh, I haven't been checking. <laughs> well while you find that out, I will just add I think that says a lot about the setups that different clubs have. And there's there's always a lot of, I guess, debate or speculation about different club structures and the way that they have organized like directors of football and the the way that they just manage the two sides of it which is obviously like the football side of the club and then the commercial side of the club um and i think i can pretty safely say that if anything like that happened with a liverpool player klopp would have the power to just put down his iron fist and say no this player is not playing he's done it before yeah he's done it before with um Mamadou Sako back in the day when Sako like missed a couple of trainings, had a bit of issues with a drug test coming back positive or something, something like that. And mm. Klopp just said, nah, you're not on the team. And he essentially made him play with under 23s and forced him out of the club. Fair. Um, yeah. But to my point, I think it's, I agree. It's good that that's the way Moyes handled it. And I think that also shows that there's a good understanding at West Ham about who handles what. And that's yeah. a, that's a very and, healthy position. And just for to a clarify to on that, though, uh, I'm not. So I'm not saying that that's the best structure for a football team. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not commenting on that. I'm just saying I respect the fact that Moyes knows his role in the club, mm. and he's very open about the fact that it's not his decision to make. Mm-hmm. Even though I personally would have benched him, it's not Moyes' decision. So fans shouldn't be getting angry at Moyes for playing him. Mm-hmm. They should be angry at the club for allowing for, him to still play. Yeah. And I have just checked. He, he, I think they benched him for one game, and now he's back starting mm. um probably give him a fine of some sort if you well check. i have to be honest i just think that uh, i think that sends a really bad message because ab- abuse of animals is pretty shocking globally especially in certain countries and i think that the strong message to send here would be nah you're you're going to play with the under 23s like you said klopp did with sarko and um obviously like he's on a contract you can't just cancel a contract like there's, there's, there's things that happen. He lost his sponsorships. That's good. But like, yeah, there does need to be more, more serious stuff that happens here. I think because I don't think they've 
drilled into people how serious this matter was. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't think yeah. they were harsh enough? No, not nearly harsh enough. You can't abuse animals like that. If if he did the if he did that instead of to a cat to his girlfriend, mm-hmm. we all know what would have happened. Yeah, straight out of the team. So. Uh, I just think um, abusive animals should be taken more seriously. But anyway, I wanted to bring those up because it's just crazy that we've had two major controversies like that happened within the last month in the Premier League. Yeah, that's more drama than we've had in the past two seasons, four seasons. Five seasons, six seasons. Yeah. Um, In fact, since Joey Barton, what did he used to do? Didn't he like get into fights or something like brawls? I can't even remember. Wasn't there? And there was also Stuart Downing. What did was it Stuart Downing? Downing? I don't even know. Let's let's have a little look. But the other thing I want to review quickly is Arsenal. So obviously we haven't played much. We started the started this 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 um, this twenty twenty two getting red cards for like three games in a row. It became a bit of a joke. And I have to tell you, there was one red card I was so happy we got. Martinelli, I love you. I love this kid so much. He. It was just it was just shithousery. He um Which he's really good at. I uh, read that from I can't him. remember who we were playing, but the other team was trying to take a throw in and he like got in the way and like just tried to block it. This so, is this is the one where he got two quick yellows. Yeah, so yeah. he got two quick yellows. So he got he the, he tried to block a throw in and the throw still made it and then the guy who got the ball, he went and like did some kind of like slide tackle on him. So the ref comes over, he's like, look, you get a yellow for what you did at the throw-in. You get another yellow for this tackle. This was within five seconds of each other. And he's like, yeah, that's a red card. And the fans, unlike the last games before this where we had red cards, we were elate, elated on the Arsenal subreddit because we were like, that's the attitude we want to see from our players. <laughs> Do that kind of shit, Housery. Don't get red cards for stupid shirt pulls. Get red cards for this kind of stuff um, in the in the la- later stages of a game. So we're really happy about that. But otherwise, I think we've been playing fantastically. Um, the youth are really inspiring in this team, especially Smith Rowe, now the top scoring midfielder in the Premier League. Um, yes, this he's season. on nine goals, right? Something like that. And... So I'm really impressed by these guys. The fact that they're doing this with our team mostly under 23, 24 is incredible. Um, interestingly, I do miss Aubameyang a little bit. I didn't think I would, but he's performing really well for Barcelona. He's had four games, four goals. Um, and Adama Traore is getting assists. And say what? Yeah, he's literally had four assists, I think. Three or four assists. Shows you how easy La Liga is to play in. My, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Farmers well, League. Obam- Obamian getting goals and Traore getting assists. Hey, what? leave my boy alone. <laughs> or you could just put that down to Xavi Hernandez. Maybe, yeah. coaching brilliance. Um, so I do miss him a bit, but Lacazette has been immense. Um, the, I don't know if you saw the goal that we scored to win against Wolves. Uh, the I winner, did, I he, did. 95th minute winner by Lacazette. Well, it's an on goal, but well, it was he was goal. instrumental in getting yeah. that in the net. And um, Lacazette, the celebration that when he ran through his the fans, he was screaming. His passion. That's the pa- that's why I've always loved Lacazette. Yeah, he is so passionate about this team, and he's so overt about it. Like yeah, Aubameyang would be passionate, but he just wouldn't show it like that. Yeah. He, I mean, look, he'd I'm not, show it when he scored and did a front flip. But, yeah, and like I, I love Aubameyang, but something about Lacazette's passion for the team is so inspiring to the youngsters, and I think he's such a good role model like that for the youngsters mm-hmm. in terms of his love for Arsenal. Um, and the fact that this might be his last season for us, they've said that they're not going to negotiate his contract till the end of the season, and this is, I think, it is his last few months. That, but, that could just be a bit of cat and mouse, though, to try and get him to... 
Could be. A, either perform better to earn his new contract or B, perform better to put him in the shop window. 100%. And good good on the club for doing that because we're yeah. historically shocking at selling players. Just and, good business. And contracts. But um, yeah, I think if, if it's his last season for us, I really like seeing him do like... like do do good like this and get those mm-hmm. types of goals and have mm-hmm. fun in his last few months. That's, that's a second major winner for you guys this season. Right? I think so, yeah. yeah. And um, he's been silently instrumental. He's had a few bad games, but when he shows up, he shows up big. And that's really cool. Um, that's Look, I'm not going to go on about Arsenal because we really haven't played that much compared to everyone I, else. Um, the player that I was thinking about with the drama, the last drama that the Premier League's had is Adam Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. let's not get into that one. I won't. I'm just mentioning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, no. There was the Man City player, Mendy. Oh, there yeah. was the season. Yeah. Wow. What is going on? Um, but also, actually, what I want to say about Arsenal. What I also want to say about Arsenal. I forgot about this. Saka <clears throat> is looking so comfortable in front of goal now, in in the in the box, just around the box. Dude, I saw the the chance he created at the end of your last game. Yeah. Um, right at near the yeah, end, right before Lacazette's goal, brought out such a good save from Jose Sarr. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, and what I really like seeing is before what Saka was good at is m- progressing to the box, and he always looked a little bit shaky as he got towards the box. He'd still pull out some moments of brilliance, but overall shaky. Now he looks so naturally, so comfortable weaving in and out of some players right when he's surrounded and they're putting pressure on him. And I think he's only going to get better and better. Has he been switching wings a lot? Or is um, he still predominantly on the right? I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't had. I haven't actually watched every every okay. game because with the move, it's just been very hard. But um, from what I've seen, I've been watching lengthy highlights. He has actually been shifting across. I think he's got quite a free roam role. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to run into space where he sees it, rather than sticking to a specific region. I think that's good. It works for him well, and he plays that role really well for the team. Um, so, yeah. Can we just have a 30 second conversation about Martin Odegaard? Cause, Incredible, because I don't rate him. What? From from what I've seen, no. I just think that he's a bit lethargic sometimes, and I okay. Lethargic as when, in like a bit boring, doesn't do much. No, just like a bit slow, like a bit off the pace at times. Like he just slows down some of. And again, I haven't been watching all of the games. I don't know how he, <laughs> he performs across ninety minutes. I'm just going from what I've seen in bits and pieces, but. Just from what I've seen, I think he slows up your play a little bit. And B, and this is arguably the most important one, I don't think he's as confident as you need him to be in front of goal. Okay, no, so I'll agree with you on the second. I think, I think he could. He needs to gain confidence, and that'll come. He's still very young. Um, How old is he? He's only like twenty-two. Um, so that that confidence will come, and it is getting better. I think I've seen improvement in him throughout the throughout the season. But the second thing is the way I think about the way I think about Erdegaard and Smith Rowe, I almost see Özil split in half in both of them. Mm-hmm. Erdegaard's role in the team is to control the attacking midfield, and so when you say he slows down the game, I think what he's really doing is, and this is how I see our, our style of play, is he's actually trying to direct the attack really well we can't not every single play can be some fast counter with really quick passing mm. maybe for liverpool because you guys are experienced but like you guys have pace on the wings as well 100 percent, and we use it we do use it but like not every play can be like that and mm. erdegaard's role is to take a breath look at the options and try and make the best plan of attack from the halfway line forward for us smith row and so that's what Ozil used to do as well he took a breath 
and he made perfect passes around the field. And Erdogan's, I think, going to come into that role nicely. Whereas Smith-Rowe does the other half of Ozil. He does the quick passing, the quick little runs, the beautiful one-twos, and he makes those direct runs into the box. They're different players, and I love seeing Smith-Rowe and Erdegaard together. It's hard to fit them both in the team every time, but I, I, th- I think they both have their merits. They're both good at different things, and I can see why you say Erdegaard's lethargic, but for me, it's more controlling, and I find it refreshing that we have someone who's able to control the attack like that, who doesn't just pass backwards. Yes, he slows the game down, but he makes good forward momentum passes, um, penetrating passes, that's the other good word. And that that I'm okay with. And if the pace of the game comes with time, then we'll get there later. Mm-hmm. But I think he's I think he still adds value. And I have to say, in December, he was our best player by a mile. Maybe the really? last month he's not as good, but December, he was. I think he was player of the month for us or really? maybe in the league. He he was outstanding. Um, so Fair enough. I rate him, <laughs> and I will back all my players <laughs> to death. <laughs> I will die on that hill. <laughs> That's the hill you've chosen. I'll also die on the hill that um, that Ben White was a better signing than Varane, despite everyone else telling me I'm talking nonsense when I said that at the beginning of the season. Hey, if we're talking about best centre backs in the league at the moment. Do you know who it is? Matip. The giraffe. <laughs> Do you know what's better than a goat? A giraffe. A giraffe. Uh, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Um, I had, this literally brought the most smiles to my face was he just scored a goal against Leeds. Mm. And this goal has been coming for pretty much the whole season, the way he just kind of dribbles, yeah. twinkle hooves his way forward. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Twinkle hooves. <laughs> What the? F- what does that mean? He's a giraffe, so he has hooves, not twinkle toes. Twinkle hooves, is yeah. He has okay, twinkle yeah. Hooves. Anyway, he finally scored a goal from one of these forays forward, and I'm just reading through like a Reddit comment section, and it's just the most wholesome comment section I've ever seen. Like everyone's just like been waiting for this goal, and we're like so Was happy that. Ha- no, he scored other goals, but, but they're like kidders, like, dribbling yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and the thing is, he does this day in, day out in training. Just, mm. like, puts people on their backsides. Wow. Scores gold and so happy. He's right, good on him. him. I like him. And Virgil, like, idolizes this man. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I do like their relationship. It's good. Yeah. Ben White also does the little twinkle hooves forward, except that he doesn't have hooves. <laughs> I don't know what he has. Um, but he hasn't scored from that kind of situation yet. But it will come. Mm. It will come. Uh, you know what would be great to see? Him and the giraffe next to each other, both just being, like, Centre back, nah, <laughs> let's just go forward. <laughs> and then you see a huge gap at the back because they're like, wait, wait, if we're both here, who's, who's playing centre back? <laughs> and you just see like, who would be right back? Trent just like, what the hell, guys? And nah. then running back. <laughs> Trent's, mate, Trent's freaking at the byline. He's playing, he's playing um, right wing. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, last thing I actually want to mention is Spurs. I'll keep this one short. Man, they're not doing well. And Conte's not happy. Um, Conte looks like he wants to nick himself. Well, I think I think his issue is that he thought that when he signed with Spurs, he would be backed in the transfer windows. Um, and I don't think Spurs didn't do much. And I don't think that he got much backing. Um, I think he's unhappy about that. But also, I think he's realizing that this is a bigger challenge than he thought it would be. On, on, on the whole transfer 
scenario saga lack of activity how the heck does daniel levy still have a job like this man has this has man has failed the club multiple seasons in a row multiple no, transfer windows in a row and he just doesn't get the job done he hasn't made decisions that have paid off and i don't understand how he's still in that role yeah i mean and there's like there's not even any pressure being put on him that you hear about yeah, I mean, look, I, I think the reason he still has a job is, you know how when you're in school, there's always those students who do, like, the bare minimum to pass? Right. That's Spurs. Spurs aren't a failing team. They aren't a bad team. They are a mildly above average in the table and in quality side. And that's how the, he hasn't lost his job yet. Because and it, and the difference because between Spurs and United... Is United expect to win? I was about to bring that title. Spurs want top four. Owners' expectations, right? And Spurs have, Spurs have. Let's be honest. Spurs' real goal is to just finish higher than Arsenal. (laughs) That's what they really want, and they've done it the last three, four seasons. They they say they want trophies, but nah. For them, their 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 little consolation trophy is we beat Arsenal. Look at why is no one celebrating? (laughs) I, I heard they even dust off a little spot on their trophy shelf. For that one, yeah, <laughs> they actually have little ribbons. Yeah, think about yeah. So, um, I think that he's done the bare minimum needed to, and I get guess Spurs that. I that point. I also thought about this comparison just as we were talking about it. It's kind of like Arsene Wenger, the way that he managed the club for so long, and he managed the transition between stadiums. There's only one Arsene Wenger. There's only one Arsene Wenger. <laughs> But, yeah, you think about how much he's done for the club as a whole financially, taking yeah. them from White Hart Lane and managing that whole from, transition from financially. And, yeah, yeah, Who? Levy? Levy, yeah. Oh, from, yeah, yeah, from White Hart Lane. Which is very similar to us. Yeah, and look, they have a great stadium, <laughs> to be fair. Um, have you actually seen the inside of it? It's it's cool. It's, I, have you seen how, like, the floor, like, goes deeper? Or, or yeah, sh- oh, no, like, shell. not like the actual mechanics of yeah. the playing field it's unbelievable it's sick it is sick but the actual facilities around the stadium mm. the way that it's like there's like it's like part hotel yeah you can hire out like a hotel room with a glass window it's that sick looks yeah. onto the pitch it's freaking amazing and it's all like five star well, i, I want to cut this out of the podcast i want to be seen complimenting spurs <laughs> <laughs> but um they have a six yeah spurs look they had their little miracle win against um city kane showed up for the first time the season and Thank Good God for them, but um, I think they're going to struggle going to the rest of the season. Yeah. But um, that's a bit of a wrap-up, I guess, for the last month. It hasn't been the most exciting month. Not huge amount has happened. Liverpool have had a couple of big wins. Yes, but, like, yeah. all in all, we didn't miss that much. And there's still some really exciting stuff to come for the rest of the, the season. The real drama is yet to come, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, the past month has just sort of set things up nicely because we had a bit of a weird patch where... Yeah. I mean, we still kind of do where teams are like kind of behind or ahead in games played and stuff like that. But all up, it's all pretty even, um, especially in the areas where it needs to be in terms yeah. of top and bottom of the table. Um, everyone kind of knows where they stand and the stage is set. Welcome back. And now we're going to go through a few predictions, uh, very high level predictions, not doing the game by game like we have done in the past. Um, just going to be talking to each other about, uh, I guess, coming into the last 12-ish games of the season, the last little home stretch. 
um, where we think everyone's going to be placing at the end of the season. So we're going to go revised top four for this last little bit, and then we're going to go from fifth through to eighth, who we think is going to be placing in each position. And no one really cares about ninth to 17th. Mid-table is mid-table, no one cares. <laughs> and then the tasty bit at the end, which is relegation battle. 18, 19, 20. How about we start up the top? Why don't we? First um, place, who have you got? I've got I've, Man City. I've got it for Liverpool. Oh, no, take your bias out of this. What bias? It's in our hands. I've said what, it What all bias through. says the Liverpool fan? <laughs> I wish I could capture my facial expressions right now. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, Liverpool first for you. Yeah. City first for me. I'm going to guess. Um, flip it around. Yeah, just flip it. So uh, I'm going to guess you've got City second. I've got Liverpool second. Indeed. Who have you got third? I am going to put... I'll go Chelsea. I, um, I, w- I was tossing up in Arsenal. Yeah, so I'm going Arsenal. Okay. Um, now maybe it's time for me to take my bias out of this. <laughs> but the reason I'm going for Arsenal, and I think I've got a very good reason here. We're one game in hand on Chelsea. We're, if we win that, then we're two, two points behind them. We're playing Chelsea. If we can beat Chelsea... Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Actually I don't remember If we're at home For that game or not Are you saying it's In your hands David It is in <laughs> our hands It is completely in our hands <laughs> <laughs> It's the most hypocritical, hypocritical thing I've ever said um, But like look If we beat Chelsea We're ahead of them And we've, besides Chelsea The rest of our fixtures besi- uh, We've got Liverpool mm-hmm. And besides that It's not that hard So I think it's definitely Doable for us to Finish third, and I really think we will because Chelsea has got okay momentum. I think we've got better momentum, and we've won our last three. I I would agree with that. I really like where the team's at with the head. We're coming, especially third. considering that Chelsea are going to lose a cup final. So, <laughs> oh, oh, who are they going to lose to? Uh, you know who. <laughs> but anyway, okay. <laughs> anyway, so I'm guessing you've got Arsenal fourth then. Ah, uh, yeah, Arsenal fourth. So we're getting back into Europe. We both agree on that. Yeah. Well, you know, so does 538. They put the prediction odds of Arsenal making top four at 60-something percent now. So I'm really happy with that. We're getting Champions League back, baby. Like I said off the podcast, for a team that was at one point in 20th position in the league, that's that's a turnaround and a half. Yeah, a huge turnaround. I mean, Spurs were first, we were 20th, and now we're fifth, probably going to be third. And Spurs are eighth. Uh, we can't find Ooh. them. Oh, there they are, down at eighth. <laughs> Couple games in hand, so. Yeah, not really. They've played the same amount as us. True. Facts. Factos, <laughs> as Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> um, anyway, so round out top. F- that is top four. So we both agree on the top four in whole. Maybe not the order, but we say City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. We just have completely different orders. Yeah. We yep. both flipped first and second and third and fourth. Yeah. Cool. Mm. That's good. I mean, at that rate, Champions League is going to be coming back to the best stadium in North London. <laughs> so, that's great. Um, now, who have you got at fifth? I, I'm going to put. I'm going to put Manu there. Yeah, I, I think they hold on. Um, they're going to have. For me, I think they're going to have some. Body uh, wants some momentum you. from <laughs> European luck, as I'll call it, mm. um, which will carry them through. Yeah, look, I'm going to agree with you. I unfortunately think United are going to get fifth because West Ham 
Look, Jared Bowen's in the forward of form of his life right now. He's fantastic. I love watching him play. But West Ham have really hard fixtures. They're playing City, they're playing Chelsea, they're playing Arsenal, and they're playing Spurs. Um, Moisey. Whereas if you Moisey. look at United's fixtures, they're just not quite as tough. I mean, they have to play... Actually, they have to play Spurs, in Liverpool, that. Leicester, Arsenal. You know what, Chelsea... You know what? No, no, no. I'm taking it back. I'm going to put West Ham at fifth. Because United have some really tough fixtures. I think West Ham could crack it. Um... Actually, at that rate, Spurs... You know what? No, I'm going to be generous, and I really hate doing this, but I'm going to put Spurs at fifth. Sorry to change three times. But Spurs have two games in hand on West Ham, and they're only three points behind. Um, I think, again, looking at Spurs fixtures, they're probably the easiest out of the bunch. They have to play Liverpool, but that's about it. Then United... Wolves are a shout there too, to be honest. It, yeah, but but bit more tenuous. I don't know if I'd put them as after high losing up to as Arsenal fifth. twice. I don't think they have they have good form. <laughs> They're just demoralised. Yeah, especially <laughs> Ruben Neves because Ramsdale went and shit housed in his face after the game because oh, really? he mocked us earlier this season. I love Ramsdale. Um, in fact, it was only a couple of weeks ago. I think he criticised us for celebrating winning against him the first time, like we'd won the league. Right. So when we beat them the second time, just. A couple of weeks later, <laughs> Ramsdale went up and celebrated like he'd won the league in front of Ruben <laughs> Neves. Love Ramsdale. I love that, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with Spurs at fifth. And then I guess I'd put... I guess I'll put United at sixth. Sixth, yeah. And West Ham seventh, Wolves eighth. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I think I'll go... That's got to be it for me. Yeah, yeah. I'll go Manu fifth. I guess Tottenham do have games in hand, so I'll put them... Sixth, and then back, yeah, back West Ham to stay above Wolves. Yep, so seventh West Ham and eighth Wolves for me. Now, I feel like that's pretty straightforward because those are all teams who have done fairly well for the majority of the season. Can I just point out that Leicester was nowhere near that conversation for either of us? Because they have just fallen off a cliff in the past month, month and a half. Mm. Albeit, they do have what, uh, three, three, three games, games in hand, hand, which is nine points, which takes them to 35. And it's 36. still not good enough. Um, and it's, yeah. I think, I think Leicester, some solid bets for mid table are Southampton, because they've really played 26. Leicester, because even with the three games, they're sitting around 35 points. Um, Brighton, your Crystal And look, these are great teams I think they fell off a bit They're Brighton and Crystal started the season really strong mm. But ultimately I don't think they had the squad depth To survive a full no. season And unfortunately Villa Have yeah. sort of lost I guess at the moment We have to call those early results um, New manager bounce Yeah, yeah and like that's, what, that's what it's proven look, to be, to be honest this, No one's going to judge Gerard Based on Villa's season this season They're going to judge him next season And it's the same as Arteta First six months he came in, we didn't care. We just mm. w- we wanted us to do decently, but if like we weren't going to judge Arteta just because we played badly within those first six months. We wanted him to settle into the team. And I think that's the same with Gerard. He's doing a bit of a, a, a change in the team and the attitude and the style of play and everything, mm-hmm. and they'll probably start judging him starting next season. At least that's when I will start judging him, <laughs> um, and I'll make that known. <laughs> 
Um, so what do you think about relegation zone? I guess this is a tougher question to answer. This is a much tougher question because, again, I talked about it just off the podcast. There are a solid six teams here who are all within six points of each other towards the bottom of the table. I'm looking yep. at Leeds on 23 currently all the way down to Norwich on 17. And... I'm looking at all of these teams, Leeds, Everton, Newcastle, Burnley, Watford, and Norwich. And they've all had shocking periods this season. Oh, like, yeah. I wouldn't bank on any of these guys to go on a sort of winning or lossless run to save themselves from relegation this season. Um, so for me, my bottom three would be Norwich, still staying down. I think Burnley probably still don't have it either, to be honest especially after losing Chris Wood. I know that they've had, they had a new signing and Corne. Corne, yeah. yeah. Maxwell, oh, he's great. You? But um, look, uh, so who's your third one? You say Norwich, Burnley and who? Um, let me just find out. Oh, wait, pick your third, pick your third. Yeah, that wig horse guy. I actually kind of back him. Oh, yeah, he's decent. Um, he's decent. He's yeah. decent. Mm, could save him. I... But who's third? Who's third? Dalesh Vassan. Who is your third? Oh, I just said your full name on the podcast. Might have to bleep that one out. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> um, I am going to chuck, yeah, Watford. Watford. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to keep that, those three. I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to take Burnley out of there because they've got a couple games in hand. They've only played 23. Um, and one win puts them above Newcastle. Um, Newcastle are in good form. I don't think they're getting relegated. I actually think they're going to just survive. So I'm going to put Everton. Actually, Everton have games in hand too. I'm going to put Leeds. In fact, it's the only logical thing for me. I'm putting Watford and I'm putting Norwich. But if I'm looking at this, Burnley and Everton both have games in hand. Norwich, I mean, Newcastle are in good form. Leeds have to go down. Because I don't see That's Leeds. That's so sad. I see Brentford holding on. I can't see Leeds holding on. Because Brentford have squad depth. And they have a bit of fight and grit into them. Leeds, I just don't think they do. I don't think Rafinha's good enough to keep them up alone. I'm going to put Leeds. So Leeds, Watford, Norwich. That's it for me. Those three. Bada bim, bada bam, bada boom. Leeds, Watford, Norwich. Yeah, done. Well, there you, we go. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. So <laughs> just to run through that again, Delish's order of top eight was Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and then Man Manchester United, Tottenham, Spurs, West Ham, Wolves. Yeah. Whereas mine was Man City, <laughs> Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, Man United, West Ham Wolves. And then bottom three, Delish said that Norwich, Watford and Burnley are going down, but I said Norwich, Watford and Leeds. So slight of disagreement there, but I think all in all, we're kind of seeing how this table's shaping up next season. Fun fact before we move on. So guess who just broke the championship record for most goals scored in a season? Oh, I really should know this, but I can't remember off the Mitrovic. top of my head. Yes, Fulham. I did know that. He well, did it I with 14 it. games left in the season. Mm-hmm. This guy... Ivan Tony, eat your heart out. <laughs> this guy has 13 or 12 or 13 games left now to keep scoring goals. Let's say he gets two and three. He's going to beat the record by like six or seven or eight goals. Unbelievable. He's, He's not even that old. 33 goals in 30 matches. So here's the other thing, right? He's 27. You know what I can't wait for? I cannot wait to see Mitrovic back in the Premier League getting five goals next season. 
because that's Fulham. Fulham and Norwich. You know, I don't think they've played together in a while because, because they constantly they alternate. alternate. They're yeah. the, both the bottom team of the league. Um, so is it a Norwich season or a Fulham season? That's that's the question you got to ask. And next season's a Fulham season. <laughs> so Mitrovic has shout out to him. That's that's a huge achievement. And honestly, I hope he get cracks like a huge record breaker in there. Get to forty goals. Yeah, go hard. Eat your heart yeah. out. All power to him. Who's Ronaldo? <laughs> Who's Ronaldo? They need Mitrovic. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if you see Man United signing Mitrovic rumors as of the summer window. <laughs> 100%. 100%. The United fans are going to say, look at this guy, Mitrovic. He's younger. He just beat the championship record. What could go wrong? He's like the new Ivan Tony. Oh, wait. <laughs> telling you. Nah, people. Telling you it's going to happen. If he's, if he's really good, people will be calling him the giraffe. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> you'd play the giraffe at striker, right? <laughs> totally could. You'd do a good job. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So that is the end of our first Australian podcast. Maybe we sound different. Do we sound different in Australia? I'm not sure. I really hope not. Do I have an accent? I don't want to sound like an Australian. Do I have an accent? Like, honestly, I can't no. tell. No. Well, to me, your accent stayed the same. Okay, good. I like my accent. Yeah, I love my <laughs> accent. I mean, to be honest, I was really looking forward to our first Trans-Tasman episode. It never that, happened. It just never came to It fruition. never happened. I thought we'd have more time because I thought you weren't moving yet. <laughs> but I guess who we know whose fault that is. But I'm glad, I, I'm glad my accent's the same because, did you know, a survey was done and the two sexiest accents in the world were found to be the New Zealand accent at number one and the South African at number two. And I'm the perfect hybrid. <laughs> Basically, I am just Basically, the sexiest accent in the world. Basically, where them girls at? <laughs> right here. <laughs> well, they should be. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Um... And, yeah, we'll catch you next week. We're going to be choosing a regular time. I have to discuss that with Delish about when our regular posting time happening. will be. It is happening. And to see us regularly. stay connected with us. Yeah, hit and us up on Twitter. We're going to start that again. Restart. That's what start that again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing synonyms at you. Hell yeah, thesaurus. <laughs> what up? See you guys next time. See ya. <laughs>